Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> right, we're playing this off the yard. <laughs> so proud of us it's, there, it's now a tradition We start off by playing Kevin Bloody Wilson Off the mobile phone It's hump day With Swanee and friends Our friends Dane Swan And Samantha Richards Ooh. Hi friends Well I'm Swanee Hello. Dickhead so <laughs> well, And I'm yeah. friend I'm not friends with myself Well I'm friends with myself <laughs> Do you like yourself Dane? <laughs> yeah well No one else does So fuck it I'm oh. one as well Like myself I All like right. you Dane Hey we're, we're, we're under some time pressure here Huh? We're Why? under some time pressure. Why? Well, cause, Got somewhere cause, to be, do you? No, no. Well. Pe- other people have to go soon. So uh, so Sam Newman, we're doing it from Studio Sam Newman. He's, uh, yeah. Hello, Sam. Yes. yes. What, what, what's happened? What do you got yes. the phone up there for? Well, we'll film a little bit of this. But oh, so, filming, so, yeah. So, Dane, before we start with Sam, <laughs> are you playing in the EJ Witten Legends match? No, I'm not. Were you asked? Uh... Roundabout, I think I was, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Someone asked you about you, you pass it on. My manager, I think, asked me if I was available to play. Long conversation? Well, I said, how much? Nothing, <laughs> 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 well, Nothing, exactly right. It's for uh, prostate. Have you got uh, one? I don't know what that is. Prostate, that's the thing <laughs> that makes you get it up. I've <laughs> yeah. only know. got one of them there. So <laughs> I might have two. Yeah. Hopefully we're not listening to Sam's scientific tips. I don't know if that's exactly the no, function so, of so prostate. No, it's, it's to do with your libido, Sam. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you haven't got a prostate, you've got to have Elm person walk through there <laughs> wearing just a couple of band-aids and a cork. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm listening to an to a ad for the EJ Witten game and, they're, and it's on 3AW And they're playing a bit of Rex Hunt Saying, and Dermot Burton's down Now Derm's the coach of the, all, of the Vicks mm-hmm. I think Duck's the coach of the All-Stars Sam Newman, come on That famous bit of Rex Hunt commentary Was from the 1989 Grand yep. Final were, were you not in the broadcast I box at the time? in the box with Rex and Ron Barassi And I, he and I One were of the most iconic moments in Special comments we were doing <laughs> <laughs> And when Dermot Burton got ironed this out is, This is how it went I was doing a soft Thanks for giving some notice on this Ralph I'm doing this off the top of my head And Rex said and umpire Darren Goldspink slams the ball into the rubber knob and the ball rises into the afternoon sunshine and Mark Yates has cleaned up Dermot Brown. All fantastic action at the start of the game. Special comments, Ron Barassi. I'm sorry, Rex, I dropped my pen. I had my head under the desk when it happened. <laughs> Bullshit, Ron, make it up. It's not television. Tell the people what happened. He said, I didn't see it. <laughs> Jesus, Ron. That's, that's how the opening <laughs> seconds of the game started. <laughs> For that spare Anyway, so you've got a podcast, Sam, Mike and Don. Yes. Is it a bit electric this week? Well, For electric. Uh, we oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't have a chair. Uh, <laughs> Hooked up to the electrics. Uh, that would have been a great ending to it. Now we had uh, the delectable, delightful Caroline Wilson in, and he, she and I chatted about uh, butterfly wings and aspic jelly, uh, trips to the country, hampers out on a nice afternoon down by the river. Oh, yes, we chatted all about that knot. <laughs> Should have stayed for hours. I oh, know you've got to go, but for Mike, you would ask him, Swatty, what you asked him yeah, off. Yeah. off he, he Hello, James. Hello, Hello Sam. Hello. He, he was shit scared. No. He, he wouldn't... <laughs> 
he wasn't going to ask you, could you What's come happened? on open mic? No, I said, I'll ask him for you. So I would come anywhere, Sam. Over. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, why don't we talk like this? We're, not, on our podcast. We're a much more sophisticated <laughs> audience. No, and, and, and he fibbed before about how the podcast went. Yeah. He was nervous before the start, and along the way he was angry. <laughs> and then in the finish, <laughs> she won, Sambo. <laughs> she Sounds pulled like your marriage. pants down. <laughs> oh, please don't even say that. I was going to say, look out. In jest. I've already been in trouble enough on this podcast, Mike. We don't need you fucking up again. <laughs> hey. Proverbially. Now, um, Dane, I have asked you to come on. Yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to you saying yes in two weeks' time. All right, we'll leave it. We'll leave it to our listeners. If they want me to come on, I'll come Give on. Give us your opening question. All right, so <laughs> no, I'm g- not you. I'm going to come uh, and defend my mate Scott. That's what uh, I'm going to no, do. No, so hello, Dan. How many times have you named number one in the top? Yeah, 50? well, I'm filthy on that. Yeah, probably zero. Well, you don't read papers, do you? When I'm number one, I do. <laughs> I'll give you Dane's opening question. How much? Yeah. <laughs> Might see you next week, Sam. I'm going to Thailand tomorrow. That's why I can't do yeah. the Legends game. I would have. I would. I would have done it if I. Uh, Apologising to me for. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. <laughs> That's why he's not doing the AJ yeah, no. game. No, no. Sam. Oh, Sam. Yeah. Sam. Um, Thanks, guys. See you guys. Bye, Sam. Sam, Mark. Sam, you. Bye, Mike. Um, I would have. I would have played. Would have been yep. fun. Um, more for. The football probably wouldn't have bothered me, but they say it's a great social event and get to catch up to the blokes I played against and played before me, obviously, and would have been fun. But uh, as it's worked out, I'm I'm going over to Thailand. Another tomorrow. holiday? Yeah, it's a working holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We discussed this. He's flying cattle class. He's not over impressed. Jetstar, I think. Economy. Oof. I was probably in the middle seat too, which will really kill me. Get a full report on that one. I'm actually doing a, a leadership talk as well. So fuck knows why they want me to do a leadership talk, but I'm doing one. <laughs> You're a leader. You're well, going, wow. In, in my own way. This. Yeah, well, we'll have to unpack it when I get back. <laughs> right. See what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I actually have to ask them what they want me to talk about. But usually leadership and motivation is not my kind of thing. But So you're going to write about other leaders you've been with? Um, Maybe that's a go. I'll spin something, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll be riding on the plane, won't you? Uh, yeah, I might do a few notes. Yeah. I meant to say, when I went overseas, I, we, we were so blessed so myself because we had uh, so it was, a, it was cattle class and there was me aisle her middle didn't have a choice and someone window a guy got on I think he was from the league of Swanee got on let back put a towel over his head mm. and slept for twelve hours we were pumped good going yeah it's a good result for us hey we just want to f- right off the top thanks to our Patreon people yes nothing's for nothing but this podcast is sort of for nothing but a lot of people said come back. Now, Sam's on board, obviously, but uh, if you want to be part of it, for as little as, how's this, two US dollars a month? Why do you do it in US dollars? I, well, I, I haven't got a choice on it. Yeah. What? We haven't got a choice on it. It's a US platform. Why wouldn't you, some people out there wouldn't know what that converts to. I think it's about $3.60. Well, that's a bit easier. <laughs> yeah, but I get you can't publish it in American dollars. Why not? Because, because. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> yeah. Good wow. answer as any. And thanks to people who have bought our shit merch. I mean, I think Dane... Oh, it's been flying out, hasn't flying. it? Absolutely flying out. So that's part Not of very it. very funny. Dan- Both years. <laughs> Dan had, Dane had RSI last week from signing so many mugs and shirts mm. for all the great people. Not it's all no heroes wear capes. It's no good. Hey, uh, Sam, you, were, you just want to get something off your chest right off the top. Yeah. Australia, the whinging capital oh, of the world. Oh, Jesus. I'm British mm. born, so I'm used to being referred to as a whinging pond. But I tell you what, Aussies are taking over. The title of Winges. You're not wrong. I was at the footy. This is two stories, but I was at the footy on the weekend. I get there at quarter time to work at half time. And if you leave the venue, you have to scan out. Therefore, you have to scan back in. And there was a group of guys there, probably about six of them, that were lining up. There was probably about 20 people trying to line back up to get back in after they'd gone out for a cigarette. And he was absolutely outraged at the thought of lining up for about three minutes. And he literally goes, oh, the fuck's this about, Gil? You pay all this money to go watch the fucking football and I have to fucking line up to get back in. And I turned to him and I said, I think your ticket to the footy is about 27 bucks, isn't it? And he goes, it's not the fucking point. I shouldn't have to line up to get back in. I thought, what? What is so bad in your life that you're whinging? So much. that You think Gil McLaughlin's going to listen to you while you're standing in the line. Is he side losing? I'm not, I can't even remember who he's going for. Side S and them? No, I th- actually, he was going for the pies, was and he? I texted you and told him, yeah. Do you want to get him up? Him? Disappointing lack of you, you, you put and bait out for Essendon supporters last Friday night. Yeah, I know. Um, if Friday Arvo, Friday night got away from me, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. So, a bit busy, were you? Yeah, I was, a, I, was at the, I was at the footy. We had a long lunch, and then 
And to be honest, about after half time, I thought he was irrelevant. So unlike our great mate Camo, you you you've got a bit more discipline when it comes to just don't go near your phone. Oh no, I was just I was just out with and my mates. So if I'd have been like just sitting there, or you know, just sitting with me, I mean, watching the footy or on the couch, I, I would have trolled him because they fucking hate me as supporters. I tell you what, <laughs> oof, they they are the ones, mate. They don't forget. They don't forget. Got memory like elephants. And and they're so original with the things they say to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's original. Everyone says the same shit to me, mate. So um, if I if something clever comes my way, I'll I'll like it and I'll, I'll appreciate it. But yeah. um, you got to get something new to to get the blood flowing with me. Any new guys? So part two of the whinging, but the the main whinging. We we, we were whinging on the world stage, were we? Oh, so embarrassed. Actually, you know, I spoke to a couple of the boys from the American side that were. So impressed with the event that was Australia versus USA over the couple of days, the Thursday and the Saturday. It was an absolute spectacle. I tell you what, like I work in events and I work at Marvel Stadium and it was so cool. It was just, it was a cool event to be. The atmosphere was awesome and there's fucking people whinging about your seats. Like, have you never been to a game at Marvel? They can't make the court or the humans any bigger. So how the fuck do you think you're going to be able to see from the bleachers? Guessing you had a spot where you could see then, Sam? Yeah, I did, but most, <laughs> yeah, most spots you could see because yeah. I, I wandered around. And Man I of the people chose <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? <laughs> why, why, why did you think that just because it's a basketball game you're going to be able to – in a big stadium you're going to be able to see any better than you would be able to see the football from the from level four? Yeah, well, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go. I actually had tickets for Saturday. It was didn't bloody re- awesome. I didn't realise it was an afternoon game. What were you doing? I was asleep. <laughs> oh. Talk us through this. You slept through. Well, Make this a short story. What? Well, that's exactly what it is. I had tickets. I thought it was like a night game. Jesus. And went, went out Honestly. Friday night. Had a few. And then, um, you know, it was reasonably dusty the next day. And like Lady Ben ordered some Uber Eats and went to flick on, I don't know, the footy or something. And I was like, just happened to scroll past like, it was on SBS, the basketball with all random yeah. spots. It was like international basketball. I was like, oh, shit, it might be like, you know, Argentina. Or, you know, it might be um, Greece or something like Greek freak might be playing or something like that. And it was USA, Australia. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going oh, on it here? It was such so a good game Was it the too. reserves or something like that playing before the day, before the big game? And they were playing. I was like, well. Missed uh, that one. Yeah, that's not the f- first time I've missed an event. Well, the, the UFC did it to the UFC as well. Speaking of the USA, Shane Heal, actually, Australian basketball legend, tweeted that morning because everyone was in uproar about the seats and how terrible they were. He tweeted a photo. The setup for the USC was exactly the same, right down to the type of plastic chairs that people were sitting on. And people were whinging about the basketball setup, but they never whinged about the UFC. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because like, did they have elevated seating at the UFC? No. No. Oh, well, it, was well, seating. Uf- it was exactly the same. UFC would be higher though, wouldn't it? Correct. So you would technically yeah. have seen yeah. less, especially well, when they were grappling and down on the floor wrestling. Yeah. No yeah, one complained know. about that. I'm and all the media turned positive and everyone forgot about the seating debacle once we won for the first time well, in history. I'm yeah. going to the UFC in Melbourne in October, so I'll, I'll let you know I'm on the floor. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, um, I'll report back. Something that I've got an itch I've got to scratch, and I think our listeners who keep telling me to talk closer to the mic. The, the, the UFC story, what was the first time you missed it? When oh, you that was, I was exactly the same. Were um, they really good seats? Yep. I'll, I'll call like the, the danger seats or something like because you might get a lot of blood on your lower, like, the equivalent of courtside. And then once again, uh, I did it to myself. It was a self inflicted wound <laughs> because. Um, because the UFC has to be shown Saturday nights in in the US, so it's like Sunday morning. It starts at like you know, the main card starts about twelve. And uh, Taylor's cousin was out from the states, and he well, he lives in lives in California, so I think shuts at like two AM there. So yep. I was like, right, oh, well, I'll take you to a couple of places and think I'll be up early. And got away from us again. One thing led to another, <laughs> and we got home at like I don't know seven in the morning or something. I like, woke up and. So fuck! I've missed out a thousand missed calls from like the people who give me the tickets and woke up and run around. You've been knocked out, so I could miss the whole thing. So I'm not great with sporting events. Uh, I just hope they did a little pad across to the celebrities in the crowd. There's just two seats. Yeah. Well, there was two seats. Yeah, two spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, happy International Dog Day, Day. I don't know what a dog lover you are. Yeah. Well, happy Happy International Dog Day was yesterday. Yeah. Um, Celebrate hard with Barney. Did you get Barney something nice? Uh, he got fed. Got oh, a walk. Lucky Barney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he was. I, was, I happened to be scrolling through social media and it popped up. I didn't, didn't, didn't pop up on my calendar, but I was, I, everyone, <laughs> you everyone, everyone else is putting up <laughs> photos of dogs, so I was, I'll throw mine up. Um, there you go. But it's also another, it's also a very big week for 
Um, a lot of footballers. Mad Monday? Yep. Yep. Oh, exciting. Be fair so. to say, we've had a few queries about your Mad Monday memories. Yeah, it's... Um, I guess well, like a memory. Probably a lot of players out there are feeling a lot better than me right now. Um, a lot better than us. And, and you sort of transitioned through your career, if, if I get the right, the arc right, it was sort of like really private and then let the media in for a couple of quick yeah. photos and then it got stupid and stupid and then probably let's yeah, just not tell anyone. Yeah, it sort of, it sort of happens on a Wednesday now, yeah. usually, because... Um, you know, you got your ex- exit interviews and all this kind of stuff. So you go usually through that on the Monday, Tuesday, and then um, usually happens on the Wednesday or Thursday. They pick a day and then they go for it. So it's um, it's the best week of the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever it's, indulge in a dress up, Dane? Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, Any memorable ones? Um, oh, well, the memorable one was probably the just the Spider Man outfit that I wore on. <laughs> Only because as the stories goes when I um was leading the Brownlow I didn't get invited. But um for that <laughs> the um the hardest thing to do in football, uh, no doubt, is to finish on a Friday night and make it all the way to Mad Monday on the Monday. <laughs> That's the hardest thing. What's the hardest thing to do? Well, it's only very few can do it. So means you go Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday night, then roll up to Mad Monday, half normal. Toughest thing you can do in football. Have you ever managed to accomplish that, Dane? Yeah, I did actually yeah. a couple of times. I thought if anyone could, <laughs> yeah, Dane that, could. Well, that was this was where um the where the dress up the um, Brownlow thing happened. So we got beat by Geelong on by like five points in the prelim. Bucks's last game in, in 07. He might have finished. Oh wait, okay. Well, yeah, so around maybe. Um, got beat by Geelong by five points in the prelim, and then obviously we got beat clearly. So. You know, your festivities happen and then me and Jono didn't we didn't have we obviously you know, footy clubs being footy clubs, if you got if you walked out and bought your costume preliminary final week, you know, you get scolded, mate, what are you not thinking you're gonna win this week? So just fucking it's not allowed, you know, just it looks bad apparently. So we didn't we didn't have our kits and then me and Jono were too busy trying to accomplish the toughest thing to do in football. So um so did have to went and buy our costumes for us, and then through lack of having no one else, um, have nothing else. Me and Jono got Spider Man and, and Superman or some stupid like that. So, um, yeah, story goes we we were dressed up as Spider Man, and like everyone um, dresses up, and then got to about eight o'clock at night, and um, we all went back to did just to get changed out of our kit so we could go out and you know continue the night, and then. Uh, we all went back to Dids' house and, you know, the brown light starts at, what, 8, 8.30 or something like that. Yeah. So we'd all sort of gone from, you know, just sort of pottering around the house, having a drink, sort of just have it, you know, taking turns and showering and getting ready for wherever we are going that night. And then um, I got all my votes early. So um, I went from sort of just sort of walking around, having it in the background, all, you know, six, seven of us just sitting there watching it. And I got all my votes early, clearly. And then... Um, Oh, when I was leading, about after around ten or eleven or something like that, um, my phone started going berserk, and you know, my manager rang me. I think the AFL were trying to ring me, and I was, and um, they pickers just sort of rang and said, "Mate, you might have to go into the brownlow here if you if you end up winning it." And obviously, I was told, "Mate, you, you can tell them to stick it up their ass." <laughs> and so there's no there's no way I'm going in there. Um, Would you have been that direct? No, well, yeah, pro- yes, Ralph. What do you think? Um, I was like, "Off starters, mate." It's been a big four days, so I can't hardly talk. And, mate, they didn't invite me, so they can get fucked as far as I'm concerned. So, Surely there's one person in the room that does know who the winner is prior to the count. For, no? Uh, oh, actually, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Not at all. No. So it's a complete surprise. So yeah. that could happen that someone could have won that wasn't invited. Yeah, well, hey, I think how you get invited to the Brownlow is um, the club n- nominate four or five people and then the AFL tick it off. So... Um, Collingwood obviously nominated the the five people who they, they wanted to go, and then the AFL looked at it and said, "Yep, that's fine." And the weird thing, stupid thing about it was, I finished fourth in the best and fairest that year. So wouldn't you have thought they just go, "Well, here's the five our five best players five of the year," and I played in the midfield where it's a midfielders award. So we're saying what 2007, 2008. So you're probably three or four years in to your career. I, f- I started in 01, so I'm six years in. It was a slow. Is that b- your first first senior game? 01. No, two. Right, no, two. No, three. I <laughs> got drafted in 01. I drafted in 01, didn't yeah. play a game in 02, played three. What were you doing in 02, Dane? Having a nap? What was I doing? 
I was in the reserve reserve. That's where I was. Right? I, was, I, was kicking the, I was kicking the jaw off out in Geelong. I was going out Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. No, going out Thursday night, Friday night, playing in the reserve reserve Saturday and going out Saturday night, Sunday night, sleeping Monday through Wednesday. So football wasn't a high priority no. on my first year on the list, Sam. <laughs> I'm going back to the point I was getting to today, Swanee. Do you think by then the club's fourth and the best and fairest? Swanee not attending is probably good for our brand. Yeah, mate. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't... <laughs> Thanks for spinning it that way, Ralph. That was very nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably very, it's probably very accurate thing. Harsh but fair. Yeah, well, very harsh but fair. Mad Mondays are, um, yeah, they, the Brownlow got in the way of Mad Mondays for a lot of people after that. Yeah. Like when you're finishing on a prelim and stuff like that. And that's hence the exit interviews, or that or the clubs don't even worry about exit interviews if you get the prelim. No, nah, they do. They all do. On the Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monday, Tuesdays usually. This this probably only started happening. Last four or five years of my career, and and how how much fun was that? The exit interviews after you've tried uh, toughest thing in football. How much fun do you reckon it was? <laughs> yeah, well, you could only keep your eyes open. But this when I when we were doing the toughest thing in football, you just had to you had to sleep. Um, we had to go mad Monday. Then you didn't really have many exit interviews. It was well, maybe like the week after, but yeah, but um, that was tough. That was tough exit interviews, and you're, you you know what you're saying. Like I was contracted. Give us an example. Pardon? Yeah, don't break any confidences. I know you won't. But give us an example of the type of things that you had to sit through when they're asking you serious questions and you're probably not in the mood for serious answers. Um, oh, no, they just, just like your normal shit. Just how do you think season when they, they obviously tell you, or if you've won the best and fairest or something like that, you know, you, you've had a decent <laughs> year. It's, it's pretty short and sharp. It's more for the blokes who will probably get in the ass. Required players. Yeah, who require players <laughs> who, are, who are struggling or really need to improve. So... Early on, early on in my career, we didn't really have exit interviews when when I was shit. So, um, <laughs> didn't happen. When I got to the back end, yeah, you know, I was going okay. So, it was just more about you know trying to influence the young guys positively instead of negatively, <laughs> which which has happened before. Was that a theme at all? Oh yeah, it was a reasonable. Um, <laughs> if you try a bit harder on the track, that'd be nice. <laughs> Put in a bit more effort. Um, if you look after your off field stuff, because on the field it was okay. You know, defensively running and stuff like that. You know, all the, but that wasn't. They might throw show a couple of clips, but it was more like in defensive running. But I've stated previously, Ralph, you don't win Brownlows by running defensively, mate. <laughs> Not at all. How many all Australian blokes <laughs> are the best defensive runners in the league? <laughs> Fucking zero. So mate, that doesn't help you. You might get yelled at on Mad Mondays and well, on exit interviews and the odd review, but to the outside people, who cares? Who gives a shit? Now, uh, do you want a name drop at all? Did you do you get your photo taken with on the weekend? Ah, oh, Dante Exum. What a sweet, lovely human. Didn't ask him to come on the podcast, did you? No, he's very busy. Is he? Oh, he busy, busy for us? Very too busy. I don't think he's still here anymore, but you can tell um, why he is as lovely as he is. I met his sister and his dad as well. They were just down to earth, great people. You wouldn't you wouldn't pick it at all. I was Usually when I interview important people, there's some kind of um, stipulation that comes with interviews. Don't talk about this. Make sure you talk about this. They don't want to talk about this. Don't you dare raise this or they'll walk out. I Ben Simmons the other week, and I was I had a few stipulations that came with him, so I thought he was going to be a bit of a bit uh, prickly, but he was actually s- not at all, just really sweet, down to earth, lovely. The only problem with him is he's a Bombers supporter, so he's oh, Dane, not one of your favourites. No, 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 that's not very nice, is it? He probably hates me too, like <laughs> the rest of them. <laughs> so, are you saying that because you've, you've you've had a lot of? I think they're not called writers, are they? Because that's what they get in their dressing rooms. But you, yeah. what, what 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 is there a term for the questions you can't ask? I don't actually know what the term would be, but you do often get things that you, you're told prior, definitely do not ask this person. Why wouldn't you this. then help Swanee on things that Mike Sheen couldn't ask him if he did open mic? I don't know. Do you think that happens in Australia? Or is it just like the real big dogs in the world that have them? Like I've never, I was at a press no. conference, I never, I was never allowed to go, don't ask me about me weekend or don't ask me about this. Why don't you ask me about shit on game day? No, it happens all the time, definitely, especially pre-game and, and post-game and stuff like Especially around injuries, I think maybe okay. it's a strategy thing. Like if you were injured and you didn't want the other team to know, like they don't want to target your shoulder mm. or something, there's a weak point there. Definitely we're not allowed to speak about injuries. We're talking about like at the Storm. Well, Storm and, and Geelong, when I was working at Geelong yeah. as well, like, you know, if I knew that one of them was injured and I wasn't specifically given a set of questions, my brain goes to, oh, how are you recovering from that sore knee? Did you pull up all right kind of thing? Or I saw you, you know, hobbling on the way in here. It's not to be spoken about. That's the main one, I guess, but that's my experience because I work with 
um, athletes. It's usually around injuries. But there are other people that are like the whole Ben Simmons thing was do not talk about the Kardashians and don't talk about the crown incident because they just get, they get pissed off and they can storm out. Often it's a case that it's it's the people who are in between them that usually, I don't know if you were saying that about Dante, you could have asked him anything because he actually doesn't care once you get to that level. He you actually, don't care what people he ask actually so, so when I was given that instruction, don't ask him this, that and the other, I was also told he needs to be in and out, he's got somewhere to be. So th- these people were making a bigger deal. So when he got there with his manager, she was lovely. I was like, hi, lovely to meet you. I've been told uh, in and out, not talking about this, not talking about that. And he, and the burger chain. What's that? In and out. No, I wish. Oh, um, no, I, do like, <laughs> I do like in and out. Shake Shack, I prefer. But I agree. Shake Shack's way better. <laughs> so I, when I said that to him, <laughs> <laughs> when I said that to him, he goes, "No, we can talk about whatever. Cool. However long you want." Yeah. So he was open to talk about anything and kind of wanted to hang around and talk to the people and he took photos afterwards. So it actually often isn't them. It's more their media manager trying to, you know, maintain their brand and from a PR perspective, try and control what's put out in the media. But um, he was happy to talk about anything. Well, Pickers hasn't done a very good job then, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> My manager needs to kick up the arse. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, have you got a new boss? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, isn't Pickers company oh. now taking oh, over? Oh, yeah, yeah. By... Um Croc manager was it? You answer to Hutchie. He answers to me, mate. He's <laughs> <laughs> he answers to me, don't they? I'm the talent. <laughs> so they do what I tell them to do. Rehiring Scott would be a start. <laughs> well, what if they did a deal that rehire Scott, probably get rid of that required host? Let's. When can we start? <laughs> Sam, Sam's great at hosting, so I'm ready. Um, she just slide into your seat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Say, so, mate, stick to racing. What's the uh, <laughs> <laughs> again? <laughs> What's the uh, who would you like to interview if you could interview anyone in the world? In the world. In the world. Well, live. Well, Sam's interviewed him. International superstar really, on the weekend. Couldn't really, anyone interview anyone dead? Could you? That'd be a tough sell. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wouldn't get much out of him. <laughs> we weren't far off who's <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Uh, when he was at his just after he retired, did he retire after Chicago Bulls? I'm not, a, uh, I don't think so. Glenn Manton was a massive NBA fan, probably still is. And he was at the footy show days when I was working there. They flew Manson and I to Sydney to interview Dennis Rodman, who sat there with his baseball cap down across his eyes and went, uh, uh. Uh, and that was his only answer. <laughs> so we had nothing for the Sydney, but that was the special organ. So they have to want to come to play, Sam, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They have to be open um, to having a chat. And so I think it's a personality thing as well. Also, like what sort of day they've had, like if they've just got a parking fine on the way in or something like that. Like if they're in a shit mood, they're not going to want to chat. But usually they're pretty good. And it's usually ones that are well media trained and used to it that are more open to having a chat. They're kind of used to chatting. Did you get more media trained in what to say or what not to say? I didn't get media trained. Um, so you could probably tell. Um, I got in just before all that shit started happening. <laughs> so a lot of those induction camps. So I think we had one, but mate, I can't remember. It was 2000, sort of end of 2001 when I did it. I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone 18 years ago. Yeah. But no, I think you can clearly tell by the way I talk. I'm not, I'm not media trained, very savvy in it. But Some so clubs won't let you... Um Speak to a player if he's not media trained at all. No yeah. chance. Even if he's best on, you know, you're not speaking to him. Because they uh, they can't kind of trust or have any control over what's going to come out yeah. of his mouth. But so. sometimes they're, they're the best people because they oh, don't, totally don't cookie cutter and they don't talk like, you know, just like a robot like the rest of them. They're all the ones with personalities that the clubs try and hide because they are. Correct. They might say something a bit, you know, left of centre or a bit, not controversial, but just something other than the normal shit you get. And but and the other thing is like the me the, the people in the media want those people, but as soon as they say something, they get fucking hammered for it. Mm. So they you can't win. Like you, they the clubs or whatever give these people with great personalities and all their own their own selves and talk how they want to talk up and they say something, then the media come and hammer them for it. So then they go back to all the boring sort of robot type answers mm. and the media go, Well give all us the something. Cliches. So you can't win. Can't win. Zach so, Tui is actually probably one of the funniest guys to listen to on interview because he he is media trained so that he he knows what to say and what not to say, but just his personality is hilarious. So he puts his own spin on it. So he's a good one that kind of hits both sides. Are you helping someone at the moment though, Dane? 
in, in media training? Um, am I helping someone? Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> God know. Help I, them. I, God I, help them. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this, Ralph. But I saw a tweet today from I haven't tweeted ten, today. Tennis player. Yeah. Oh Nick, Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> Tell me if this sounds familiar, Sam. People that are irrelevant in my personal life are trying to make comments on my character. Well done, spuds. And he's put the emoji in the spud. It, it, it's a familiar sort of attitude to people that yeah, he well, apologise to. Exactly. Why should he? Why should he care about people that he doesn't are care about? With me? I'm not, but I'd like to be after that. <laughs> he's got up um, in your estimation. Me to be his media manager. I'm more happy to do it. <laughs> Uh, well, we had Mike at the start. We'll, we'll just we'll touch on it and then just move on. But uh, you, you, our man Camo, what'd you see? I, I couldn't watch it. Did you watch it? I didn't need no, help. I didn't no. actually not yet, but um, I will. What did I say? Oh, listen, it's a shame that you know twenty minutes out of half an hour has to be talked about a stupid podcast um, when he's done such an amazing. He's oh, he's, he's a required player four times, but like he obviously <laughs> you know he had a fairly decent career and is a great media talent. So it's disappointing that. Hopefully that is not his legacy. He doesn't get left first. And me, like me and you, will argue the the day we die that nothing was done wrong. Yep. Um, out of context, yes, it looks shit house, but in context, it was just normal. Alan Jones, like you know, it's just very hypocritical of some companies out there. But he's a piece of work. Um, but yeah, listen, um, I th- thought he he come across as as well as he could. You know, obviously got a bit upset when he's talking about his family and stuff. But um, like I said, like I tweeted out if. If Scott Cummings can't get another job or can't get back into the entertainment or, or football world for something that we don't think we've done anything wrong, um, it'll be a joke because there's a lot of people out there who have done a lot worse are still in the media and going well. And it was obviously easy to pick off a low-hanging fruit yep. like Camo, who don't, who doesn't, I would imagine, doesn't make, bring in big bucks for the media company that he worked for. So um, it was easy for companies to stand on their high horse when, it's, when it suits them. But when a big dog fucks up, Yep. They all go they all go radio silent, which is quite weird, isn't it? Um, how the world works. And I understand that's how the world works, but just come out and just own it. Yeah. If a company come out and said, Well, you know what? He makes us five million dollars a year, he could he could murder someone and he's he's and he's, and he's staying with us. <laughs> oh, no probs. Like you go, well, you go, fair enough, well you cop that because that's just the world we live in. It's like when a good player fucks up, he's getting another chance. If a bloke was getting delisted at the end of the year, fucks up. He's getting sacked halfway through the year anyway just because it makes the club look good. So I understand that, but um, listen, I go, if, I go, if I, guess I go on an open mic, I'll have my <laughs> say. But, but like I said, um, I would never apologise for people I don't care about. Um, I don't think we'd – especially for something where I don't do anything wrong. Yes. Um, but right. – An apology is an admission of guilt. So by saying that you're sorry means that you're admitting that they, you played some part in the wrongdoing and you don't believe okay. you did that, so – I'm enjoying the uh, – and Dane's doubling down. So it means doubling down means that you're not listening to other people telling you to apologise. Mm. In other words, you're standing your ground and get fucked. Oh, well, exactly <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> absolutely. If you don't like it, don't li- – if you don't like what I have to say, don't listen. It's as simple as that. What I genuinely don't get – I know I've put this here, but I, I genuinely don't get that – I understand the, the content was inappropriate. Yeah. We're reading a fictitious website. Sam, tell me this if we're wrong. It's real. The website is real. The website's real. Nothing on the website was true. When Homer, well. si- when, when Homer Simpson's getting strangled by, uh, sorry, Homer Simpson's strangling Bart Simpson and people are laughing at the Simpsons, are people endorsing childhood violence? I think so. Yes. <laughs> yes it's the I same thing. Exactly it didn't it. happen. It's a cartoon. Once I told cartoon. you, Ralph, people like to whinge in this country about things. All right. Well, here's someone who's not whinging. He's come to us for help. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. 
Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Okay. Michael. <laughs> Michael sent us a message here. <laughs> Swanee, Sam, Michael needs you. I have a real <laughs> dilemma. Had a vasectomy six weeks ago. I've had a good innings, four kids, the queue needs to go in the rack. To me. Uh, besides, the procedure being absolutely horrific, the <laughs> post-op was worse when they were the size of the Granny Smith apple and more purple than Jeff Skivvy out of the Wiggles. <laughs> All good now, sort of. My real dilemma now is the testing of my swimmers. Seems straightforward, right? Just a simple deposit into a Tupperware container. <laughs> Tupperware's right. <laughs> yep, simple. My issue is I live two hours from the pathology clinic and it needs to be handled within the hour, still warm. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking. So the only option I have is to drive to town and get the job done. Problem is, where do I do it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't in the it's car. That's just weird. <laughs> what happens if I get caught? I have a branded vehicle, so not great. So that would be good for his brand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it depends what his brand is. It might be great for it. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly can't do public toilets because that's just disgusting. I don't use them for pooing, yeah. let alone romantic time by myself. I don't want to pay for a room. Seems like they're cheating on my wife. I uh, didn't <laughs> think about the Alaskan pipeline. <laughs> my wife thinks this is hilarious. I'm not laughing. How do we help Michael? I know one way you can help him. <laughs> Give him a hand round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, um, well, he's. I was going to say he's fucked, but he's actually not. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What would you say? It does remind me of surely. That surely they would have like a a um a room in the pathology clinic. Well, that's what I thought. And uh, the uh, our Scotty and my mate Sergio Paradise, very very funny show. Sam, that three people listen to <laughs> called Ralphie, Serge, and the Big Man. But Serge says a true story <laughs> about a TV chef from back in the day. He's not on TV anymore who had to give a sample. So he walks into a room and he thought there'd be like magazines of some sort to get himself a bit inspired, but there wasn't. Anyway, he gets himself going and provides a sample. True story, this. Goes back to the nurse and says, there you go, and she said, urine sample, please. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> To which Serge always <laughs> says, he then said, give it a TV chef, here's what I prepared earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know if we can help you, Michael. Jaden, we might be able to help. Uh, I'll take Sam on her search for a block partner. <laughs> Got no fucking idea, but it'll be good doing it. Doing it. It'll be a good watch. Love the show. Glad it's back and keep going. Uh, I've got I've got my segment too. What's your segment? No, I've got my article for the week. Yeah. I've got two actually. Look at a few. Um, are you, are you still going with those questions? No. What about? Um, sorry about that. I just I popped up on my phone. Um, <laughs> we got it back, Sam. I was, thinking, uh, I was actually, I was actually just, you know, I was, I was zoned out. I was actually thinking about something completely stupid. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Touché. <What? laughs> I was actually thinking about the rollerblading would ever be cool again, but <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head. But that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> what? Well, because well, well. it was fucking popular when I was a kid. Now, you, no one rolls. I used to love rollerblading. No, I was, so, so did I. That's what I mean. You scan the, the, the people rollers. People do down, down at St. Kilda along the boardwalk in summer. Yeah, but would you classify those people as cool? <laughs> what? No comment. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. So, um, right, this, this how story. much would you pay Sam for a roadmap of how that got to Swatty's braid? <laughs> I don't know because the article that I'm about to read, that I've got two articles. The articles that I'm about to read um, have nothing to do with rollerblading. Um, well, this probably confirms that I probably have the um, strongest relationship in the world. Um, wife in UAE seeks divorce because husband loves her a lot, doesn't argue with her. <laughs> what a woman. It's basically I, the perfect marriage. I side with her, let me tell you. Um, the woman sought divorce from her husband at the Sharia court in somewhere because his love was too much for her to bear. He never <laughs> yelled at me or turned me down. What a piece of shit this bloke was. What an asshole. As we often say, he's rooting for everyone else. <laughs> I was choked by extreme love and affection. He even helped me clean the house. <laughs> now, this bloke is a dead set fuckwit. How dare he? Um, tell, him, come spend a couple, <laughs> tell him to spend a couple of days with us, Ralph, on this podcast. I'll tell you, well, we'll get women hating him real fucking quick smart. 
Let me tell you. So, <laughs> mate, he even sometimes cooked for her and there were no disputes in their year-long marriage. The wife complained that her life turned to hell because the man was so kind to her. He's asking well, for trouble. Oh, mate, let me tell you. I was saying, we could, spend, we could tell him a thing or two about fucking women ness. let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a, what a girl. I, I fully support the woman. Like, this bloke seems to be kicked off the face of the earth. <laughs> Sam? <laughs> I think well, uh, That's a criteria. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I would be uh, I don't, I don't know why why she's complaining. Well, are you, um, let me introduce him to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just give him a couple. Of, do you want me to give read out some Urban Dictionary terms for him? No. <laughs> no okay. No. Well, no. It's a question. No. Well, no, I prefer you didn't. The husband has asked the court to uh, advise his wife to withdraw the case. It's not fair to judge a marriage from the first year and everybody learns from their mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's a, it's an admission of guilt. That's so all, he knows mate. he's well, in the wrong. Um, yeah, so I probably have the on, on the base of that knowledge, I probably got the strength, strongest relationship there ever has been. Do you ever appeal for like if 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 you do the right thing and then get accused of you know maybe you maybe you haven't had a big night and then oh hang on you've had a couple of too too many drinks. It's a waste of looking after yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're saying he should have gone out and had a blowout because he's been accused anyway. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse. So that was, uh, I found that to be fully odd, to to be very weird. From the Guardian experience, I had an erection for three weeks. (laughs) I read this. Is that from the Guardian or is that from your private personal blog? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's gay and... uh, so? And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I am still happen to be heterosexual. Uh, <laughs> this guy called Danny has written this. This summer I got a new boyfriend, moved into a new flat in Berlin, started the job. It was one of the happiest times of my life. One Friday my partner was having an early night, so a friend came over with a few bottles of wine. I popped a bit Viagra before leaving the house because I find it difficult to get an erection if I've been drinking. My boyfriend and I are in an open relationship. Must have a stiff neck. When I hooked <laughs> up with a handsome beard. <laughs> I suggested <laughs> we go back to my place We proposed he gives me an erection enhancing injection I was hesitant I'd tried something similar a few years before It hurt a bit It stayed harder for longer than I wanted to But the nurse seemed really keen So I consented That was the biggest mistake of my life Did you this read the rest awful. of awful, yeah I, no, did, I, haven't, awful. I haven't read it, no yeah, yeah I'm squeamish and I hate needles Is this you or is this the article? No, this is the article still <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, still, still well, the article well, yeah, you're, you're looking at me like you, were, <laughs> you weren't reading So, <laughs> so I looked away would you be looking away if someone's sticking a needle down there? Now, is this the article or is this you talking? No, it's the article again. <laughs> would, I, would I look? No, no, I wouldn't. How, how often do you look when you are getting needles? <laughs> All the time when I'm getting yeah, tattooed. You're watching it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, well, for me, randomly enough, I think it's less painful when I'm looking at it. There you go. You had experience in that area at all? With needles, yes, I have. I've got clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I can can still feel that sudden increase in pressure as the medication entered through the side of my penis. It was uncomfortable, (laughs) but not painful, and it worked. When I woke, I thought it was strange that I was still so hard. I had a long-lasting erection before. Now, don't – this is word of the week. It's called a priapism. Yeah. A what? Priapism. No, you – Long-lasting. It stays hard for over a day. Jesus. Who thought of that word? Well, some poor bastard who had a, an erect penis for a day. Need to make up a word. An ice pack helped. I was already late for the Christopher Street Day Parade. You thought it was bad when you were late for the, for the UFC <laughs> and the bus. Well, late, don't turn up. <laughs> so I grabbed a wine cooling sleeve from the freezer <laughs> and wrapped it around it. Got dressed and ran for an Uber. Now, this is where I think it gets weird. And I'm using my racing This is where it gets you've weird. You've only just thought yeah. it's getting weird now? He ran for an Uber when he had one, right? I've watched enough horses in mounting yards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ralph, we don't need to know <laughs> what no, you're doing your spare if time. If a stallion walks in with one, you don't back it because you know it's hard to run with one <laughs> at full pace. <laughs> That's experience, eh? <laughs> at 5am the next morning, I woke with constant ache and still very erect. I tried painkillers, ice packs, hot baths, but nothing works. Doctors later told me the longer it stays hard, the wider the scope for lasting damage. Getting help fast is the key. Remember that, people. Ideally within two to four hours. <laughs> <laughs> By three o'clock, I was in agony, waiting for the ambulance. So there you go. So we just need to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to get to the end bit there. Uh, three weeks after the nurse gave the injection, he left hospital. It's still too early to tell what impact it will be, though it's now smaller than it was three weeks ago. So there's your excuse, punters. If ever it's smaller than you hope it will be, <laughs> just say that. No, I just took 
wrong stuff. It's that outrageous. You'd probably believe it. <laughs> probably. What I'm else sure you found there, Dane? Pardon? What else you I've found? got a couple, but um, you know, did, did oh, you probably didn't, you didn't listen to our last um, podcast? And what do you th- <laughs> thought? she on, on it? No, no, like our, oh, our last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she probably didn't listen to it. I wouldn't listen to us back either. Um, alarm clocks. Do you, you know I sleep with an alarm clock? What, an actual clock? Yeah, like I don't use, I don't trust my phone. Um, I need like a big bright alarm clock. Well, I come back, paid it, it's, um, paid for itself the other day. Yeah. Um, well, Taylor had to use it. Not on the day of the basketball. No, no, sure. no. Taylor had to use it. Um, because her alarm didn't go off two days in a row on her phone. So I've been proven correct. That was yeah. just a little fact that um, alarm clocks are work. And I, they're, not, they're still not obsolete. And iPhones are a little dodgy sometimes. So you're not trusting You just don't trust the iPhones. No, I don't. No. Not as far as I can throw them. I could probably throw them 20 metres. Uh, this is from Philip. I have two <laughs> kids, three and two years old. I go to lots of kids' parties and I always bought a cheap 15 or $20 gift that'll end up in the bin within a year. Recently, I bought a birthday card for a two-year uh, two party and put a $20 shop card, uh, bottle shop card. Gift, bottle shop card in with a message. Dad and mum will give you everything you need, so here's a little gift for them. I now do this for every toddler's party I go to. It's caused a few fights between myself and my partner. Is this okay or wrong? I think this is brilliant. How about all the kids? Two and three. So oh. basically, instead of buying a, a yeah. present for a toddler who's going to get a million presents from all the other guests that are coming in, his parents and his grandparents, he's bought a present for the parents, which I think is a great idea. Well, as if I was the parent, I would love it. If I was the kid, I would hate him. He's well, two. He's not going to know, is I he? I want a cardboard box to play around with, you fucking asshole. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, I want a do doll. This. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's well, relative. If I was the parents, you'd be getting an invite back to their next birthday. <laughs> Anything. I do this yeah. for baby showers, to be honest. Instead of buying presents for the babies, because you can't buy clothes, they're going to grow out within two weeks. Yeah. No point in buying, in buying nappies or dummies or everything else that the grandparents are probably going to buy or the aunties or uncles. So I w- always like to buy the parents something. Usually I go down the path of like massage voucher or something because, as you'll know, Ralph, there are sleepless nights and your body's gone through a a war to get to this newborn stage. I think it's nice for the parents to have something for them rather than the baby that's getting everything. Very thoughtful. Yeah. I like it. Well, what are you? You're a, you're a parent at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, changing time soon. What would your wife to say? Anything with alcohol? Big thumbs. What up, would you? Absolutely. So what would you, for for the two year old? What kind of alcohol does the two year old drink? <laughs> Fenugan. Fenugan. What's that? <laughs> that's a, a Jack. That's a bit. Great. It, it's uh, so. Any histamine? Yeah. No, no, no! It just stops them running around and all that. Just yeah, I'm pretty sure it down. isn't any histamine. Is that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's why they stop running around because they're drowsy. <laughs> You've drugged your children. Okay. <laughs> where where, 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 where do I get some of that? An organ. <laughs> yeah. From the doctor. How much of a dose would it? Would How much of a dose would an adult need? Say if he was flying the Thailand economy, probably in the middle seat. Well, I'm only just a little tiny one. <laughs> just off the top of your head. Yeah, just out, just out of curiosity, if I was to nip down the canvas and get some. <laughs> uh, Sam, now a uh, lot of lot of feedback about the uh, about the uh, Slurpee. Uh, oh yes, Slurpee, uh, uh, very well received too. So uh, have you got have you got Sam's science shit of the week? Well, it's not as good this week because I feel like everything that I bring up with my housemate, who's see, he's probably the wrong audience to ask because he's quite intelligent. But every time I ask him, he's like, "Yeah, everyone knows that." But the one that I've got this week is, um, I-, I thought I'd go back down along the whole cooking route because mm. they seem to help a few single men out with their cooking but um when you are cooking add salt to your water if you don't already not only for flavor but it actually increases the boiling point of water salty water actually boils at a higher temperature therefore your food will cook quicker god it's great i've never heard that one at all by are the way look <laughs> i haven't i always really? put salt in yeah, yeah. Not for, it's not for flavor it's to that. increase the i boiling put salt in but i don't know i've seen taylor do it so i do it <laughs> Monkey see, monkey do. For, for pasta and stuff, I do. Yeah, it cooks the pasta quicker because yeah. the temperature of the water. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I did it, but <laughs> I was out of here there, Sam. I did it for God knows why, but I did. By the way, just on your slurpy theory uh, from Luke, I heard your theory on brain freezes and the tongue to my roof of the mouth. I get brain freezes surfing during winter at home, and it's so, sure as shit ain't cause I'm <laughs> taking in cold water into my mouth. The first time I go underwater, I take a breath, go under a wave, then surface with a brain freeze. And my tongue does F all for that one, Sam. 
Glad you are back on. Keep talking shit. I haven't actually Googled who Ralph is yet. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. I'm listening to this at 10pm on a Sunday in El Salvador. Had a few bumps. Swanee might be able to appreciate that. You. What does that mean? Pardon? (laughs) <laughs> sure, most of our listeners will probably know what okay. it means. Okay, okay. Oh, I'm old. Um, so <laughs> we'll get kicked off the air now. Good afternoon, Again? El yeah. Salvador. Okay. Uh, now, now, Seb, what's your other article you got? Um, oh, just, I'm just about a priest. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got one which is um, off the back that you actually sent it through, but... um. When we talked about vaginal steaming, it's just to let the, the women of the UK know out there that there's actually a spa to go and get such a treatment now. The first vagina spa is coming to the UK, offering tightening, steaming and orgasm boosting treatments, plus a 24 karat gold bikini wax. I don't think the um, amount of gold in your bikini wax is going to make it hurt any less, but a vagina spa could be coming to the UK as the owner of Popular Salon in the US is looking to expand across the pond. Sydney uh, Cindy Barship, who appealed on, appealed on the Real Housewives of New York, set up her V-Spot Medispa in the Big Apple two years ago and she's now looking to set up a second location in London. So, ladies of London, our listeners in London, if you are after vaginal steaming or a 24-karat gold bikini wax, head on down. On the off chance that Swanee and I haven't got one, when, when you hear, <laughs> when you hear uh, those type of uh, <laughs> stories, what, what tends to be your reaction? Well, I... <laughs> put me in the spot. <laughs> Hey, if you're gonna come loaded with a, <laughs> you gotta come loaded with an article. You gotta be ready to defend it, or you know, you gotta come with a take. Good on them, I say. Exactly, I don't quite understand why talking about vaginas is so taboo. None of you would be here without a vagina, or periods. I said the word period on a male-dominant mm. podcast. <laughs> Look at the voice cringe. Oh, that's oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> we have to talk about ejaculating into a, <laughs> into a cup. Good on them. It's nice that there's a spa for that kind of stuff. We I, get everything else done, so why not? I wasn't cringing. I was just trying to work out I if was. we could call the name of this week's show None of Us Would Be Here Without a Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. It's factual. <laughs> Are you sure? Absolutely. I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> My mother says I'll a stork drop me down. <laughs> Dana, I hate to break it to you. Mum's no, lying. No, she's not. <laughs> Jesus, about what about Jesus? Okay. That little fucker come from nowhere. So, well, I have a theory on that, but I'll probably yeah, upset a few he, people. He popped out of nowhere. Jesus, don't worry about that. From the sun, my wife caught me having. Mary sex wasn't a slut, as they say. <laughs> she wasn't. What? Immaculate conception. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure that whole that uh, risen again thing was just off the back of a big bachelor weekend. I reckon. Yeah, he well. just had a big hangover and he found himself passed out in a cave and made up some excusity. Well, in fairness, a lot of boys will probably rise this Thursday after <laughs> after after all this after this week. They have Mondays and today, man. There'll be a lot of footballs will finish this season. Going to rise again after a couple of days of fucking sitting in their sitting in their bedroom feeling real sorry for themselves. Order an Uber Eats from the Sun. My wife caught me having sex with our neighbour, and now she doesn't trust me to leave the house. <laughs> Who's the neighbour's house or hers? Dear Deidre, after my wife caught me having sex with our neighbour, she won't even trust me to take out the bids. <laughs> I reckon that, that's when you are under the leash. Or clean the pipes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're both th- 37. Our sex life is non-existent since our youngest was born, causing arguments. I'm an IT guy at college. A new tutor joined who's lovely, divorced and 32. She moved in my street and was having problems with her internet. She asked me to work at work if I'd help. She looked amazing when I went around that evening. Her hair was down. She was wearing ripped jeans and white T-shirt. I'm starting to think this isn't a real story. <laughs> Probably not. So after the wife caught him, I'll just get to the end bit. You never let the truth get in the way of a good story, Ralph. No, no, that is true. Absolutely. All right. Um, um, when I w- you, yeah, want to do some matchmaking? Yes. Oh God. Um, no, just we've had a we've had a, a story about a, a priest on this po- on our previous podcast in the in the past. What, what was he doing after his priesthood? Well, he was just he was. You know, for those who've listened, bear with us. Um, a retired priest has found a new career as a porn star and says he's enjoying mind-blowing sex. Blah blah blah. Um, so good on him. But I come across an article the other day where, I, you know, this this Irish priest was being arrested for sending parish money to men on Grinder. Now you, you we know what Grinder is. You're on it, Ralph. Um, <laughs> I told you I'm still going through a heterosexual phase. <laughs> um, so I was. Like Father McLoon was arrested, blah blah blah, and he's is subject to an internal investigation conducted by the Archdiocese of Pedophilia of Philadelphia 
in 2017. And then, um, so I just wanted to think if there's any way that we could probably hook up the porn star and this guy. <laughs> I think that I think that would be love is grand. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, uh, surely merch is a better option. Pardon? Merch is a better yeah, option. Yeah, well, exactly. To um, so I'm sure I'm sure the the Catholic Church are big fans of this podcast. So if we could get in contact <laughs> with um, Joseph McLoon, <laughs> what? It's his name. He's, and um, and Norm Self. Norm Self. <laughs> this is real, isn't it? Oh, I'm starting to think that's not real. <laughs> Mate, it is <laughs> from our Twitter page. Uh, Swanee and friends, or Swanee friends actually, uh, from David. If I give my dog a soft mat and he forms it into a rooting device and flogs it, uh, <laughs> my goodness, why did I start reading that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is better. From Jay Lance, can we get into a who would win a fight scenario episode? For example, Spider-Man v. Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine any day. Yeah, well, I'm longing a Spider-Man just to be different. Ten baby ducks versus ten baby chickens. Chickens. Oh, a duck. Cockfighting, man. Crazy. Bruce Lee v. Chuck Norris. Bruce Lee. Chuck Norris. <laughs> We've disagreed. <laughs> Nathan Buckley v. Damien Hardwick. Oh, in footy or coaching? Damien Hardwick. In the ring. Damien Hardwick, I think. Oh, we fight. We're actually fighting. Mean, He's a bit more aggressive when he yeah, played. Yeah, Damien Hardwick, he, yeah. He probably wasn't as talented as Nathan, so he had to rely on Aggression. other means to get himself. White line fever. A cool career. From Khan to Woods. Not sure if it's his real name. Uh, any chance Sam can correct her foil theory clearly states on the box use either side and it's a manufacturing process that causes the shiny side. It's science, mate. We've had this discussion. It reflects the heat. If you're trying to keep your food warm, turn the shiny side in and it the, will reflect the Then why the they heat lie in. on the box? That's a great question. I'm getting who makes I it? I stand by my theory. Candy Woods. No, who, I know. I didn't say who makes the question. I would have said who asked the question. <laughs> that who makes, who makes the product? Elfoil. <laughs> That's what it's called, though. But who makes it? What's the it brand might be company? Glad. It might be glad. glad. Yeah, I'll glad. have a look. Well, we but it's it's definitely one hundred percent science. But a mate who uh, she she follows a uh, a cooking website, they got a question, and she listens to podcasts, and has for a while. This one, yeah, this one, and the previous Put one. Put on her. Yeah. Shock. What's her name? Steph. Hi, uh, Steph. Why should the reflective side of the foil face down? Immediate answer. So it reflects the heat back into the dish. Thank you. It's science. From Ross Katzenbaris. Uh, what's a better pregame feed, Swanee? Fish and chips, spag, bowl or steak and salad? Uh, night before be pasta, obviously. Yeah. I know I do know science. Carbohydrates is a good energy source. What would you, what would you eat uh, game morning? Um, game morning? Well, I'd, I prefer not to... Uh, if, I was, if it was a day game, I would just have like um, Milo cereal. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. yeah How mi- good's Milo? I had Milo cereal. Right. Um, yeah, it was a little um, shout out to your company there. But I, I did. <laughs> but if I was playing at 2 o'clock, I'd sleep in until like probably 10, 10.30, have a big bowl of cereal and that's all I'd eat. Uh, if I was playing a night game, I'd have cereal about 10, 10.30, then I'd have like a little bit of lasagna and like, Three o'clock, something like that. Uh, from Andrew Bennett, why do scuba divers fall out of the boat backwards? Because of the flippers, I would the imagine. Flippers, yeah. To the flippers or the oxygen mask? I don't know. Well, because of the, yeah, you can't. We probably should have looked that up. Uh, from Bells, <laughs> we've had lots of these. Bring back the big man, Scotty Cummings. Yeah, well, we never He's very to busy. Leave. So, an open invitation. We've, listen, <laughs> if anyone wants to get us, to get us, give Ralph the ass, well, Come over and come back and Sam can slide into the hosting chair and away we go. <laughs> Just checking the odds here. Hutchie doing that is about $1.12. Um, from uh, It's Brett. Any idea of the odds of Phil in getting a Brownlow vote? Um, <laughs> very, very unlikely, I would have thought. Robert McCormack, he's on this, would you rather? Would you rather every time you stood up you would pee or every time you sat down you would poop? Pardon, pardon me? Run, run that by me again. <laughs> would you rather that every time you stood up you would pee or every time you sat down you would poop? Pee. You can deal with, you can deal with a bit of pissing your pants. You can't deal with a bit of shit in your pants. You have to, you have to take a thousand pairs of pants everywhere you went. <laughs> it's, it's like a self-help. Pretty easy one, that one. Yeah, all right. From our, uh, from our Instagram. Uh, hang on. Did you, you work out how to use the inbox, Ralph? Not yet. No, oh. I'm, 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 I'm just going to say I'm proud of you, but... One step at a time. I forgot to tell you my joke too. Uh, tell it. No, no, no. What? No, I'm not allowed to tell the answer to Jam Marmalade one. 
No, no he's not. not. No, you're not. But you're not allowed to. You can't marmalade just something somewhere. From Mr. Camper. <laughs> but I've got another joke for you. Or we can finish on me joke after I do my tips. Okay. It's not, it's not a bad one. From Mr. Camper. Uh, Dane or Sam, can you please chuck another phone book under Ralph's cheek so he's close enough to the mic, please? You get a lot of that all the time, why don't you? I am. Why don't you move it closer? It's I'm, not fucking I'm, I'm rocket trying. science. It's yeah. not rocket surgery. Sorry about that. Top work on the socials. Uh, thank you. We're doing our best. Uh, Dane's enthusiasm, Sam, you'd have to say. Mm. Marvellous. It's right up there. You haven't got anything else Please to like sign us. to you today? No, we don't have to sign anything. Okay. It's a great week. You can enjoy your holiday. I've got a pack and stuff. <laughs> From Seven Warren, oh, I think Swanee should have a segment to bust things wide open. Myths, scams and anything bullshit. Yeah. Oh, well, you up for that? Give me something on the case yeah, and I'll do it. From Philip, would you rather fart loud or have farts that clear a room? Uh, depends who you're with and where you're with. Probably clear room. Did you see that? <laughs> Speaking of which, did you really? see? Have you? Yeah. Did you see or have you seen the Andre the Giant documentary? No, I've seen a tweet about it though. Oh, it's so good, and they they do a big segment about one of his one of his party tricks is to lift his leg and Was do a fart. <laughs> He's seven foot four. He would drink a hundred beers at a setting. Oh my lord! He's a big boy, wasn't he? And he wouldn't mind letting go. Um, from Clark Shark, what was that sledge you heard you mention in the season one podcast that you couldn't mention? Well, we, we can't do that one. Marijuana, that's another good way to get us kicked off and get probably yeah. the person who said it kicked off whatever they're on. And, and, and the reason we don't do it is because it's both racial and sexual and it's of real people as opposed to making yes. jokes about fictitious things. Um, <laughs> from Piglet, most intimidating moment you experienced in the field, Swanee? Um, intimidating. You don't really get intimidated on the field because it's not like back in the day where you can get punched or unless you're Brad Staker, but <laughs> uh, but no, no you never really felt intimidated. Like coming up against good sides, like like Geelong, they were they were a good side, so you had to worry about them. But but Buddy was probably pretty intimidating. Not you were scared of him, but yeah. just you always knew where he was and um, he intimidated by how good he was. But apart from that, you don't really get intimidated on the field. From Luke Swanee, who wore number thirty six better, yourself or Dusty? Even though Dusty, when does Dusty wear thirty six? I don't know. Pardon? Um, well, well, me obviously. I don't know. <laughs> well, clearly, yeah. does Dustin know you feel this way? Well, I'm about to tell him. I'll let him know. He's, he's an let avid listener know. of the podcast, Dustin. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to come on and talk Urban Dictionary stuff with us. <laughs> From Big Daddy Nick, being robbed of a second Brownlee yourself, Swanee. Which bloke, past or present, was robbed of taking Charlie home? Three, actually. I should have won. My mate, Scotty West. Yeah, should have won three. Um, who was robbed? Um, taking Charlie home. Well, a few boys done it this weekend. Um, <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably follow follow closely enough. Yeah, I was a bit stiff in 2010 and 12. It's a story for another day, though. Is it hard or easier? In, 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 do you reckon for the boys who have won a Brownlow in not in Grand Final week like you did? Is it easier? Well. Because so you mean winning let, it? Let rip as opposed yeah. to uh, being disciplined. Um, well, it's easier to celebrate on Brownlow night when you because I was playing in it. So I only f- I finished up at five a.m. <laughs> Did you? What? <laughs> well, how often do you win a Brownlow? <laughs> I thought I was going to play in premierships every year. <laughs> what? Well, so I should have won in two thousand ten. Yeah, and I thought a while. There's me washing away. Well, I was the favourite, so I was like, "Well, my chances passed me by." And I was made a memo to myself: if I ever win it, I'm going to celebrate. And it just happened to the grand final got in the way in 2011. <laughs> so I was home early enough. I had to train the next morning. It was a bit. It was tough. From our Facebook page, Swanee and friends, please like us. From Damien Torrey, does Swanee have a destination book yet for the end of season footy trip? Uh, yeah, got a bucks party actually. From Corey yep. to uh, both Sam and Swatty, uh, what are you guys watching on Netflix at the moment? Uh, um, I actually just finished The Crown, which is really good. Out of ten? Well, I'm a, I'm a big royal fan, so yeah. I'd say like an eight yeah. or a nine. It was bloody good. Yeah, the royals don't interest me one bit. Which is my shock. Um, what, I, what am I watching? Uh, well, you're thinking of that. I, I, watched last, I just finished Last Chance You. That was all right. Um, which one? Sorry? Last Chance You. Okay. Um Watched Animal Kingdom, that was all right. Um, the Family, I watched the first three episodes the other night, The Family. 
So it was that good. US doco. Oh, I watch it now with subtitles because did you know this What's one, that? Sam? No. Explain to Sam, please. That I wear, yeah. I, yeah, it's I, all subtitles, the importance. Well, they're very important. Um, I, I use them all the time. Yeah, I watch movies now, now with subtitles. Same. Because it means, means because? Oh, cause it means I, I, for me it feels like, because people say they're not, I don't, I don't read a lot of books. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so I think I kill two birds with one stone when I watch <laughs> movies and seriously it feels like I've watched a movie and read a book. Okay. At the same time. <laughs> so hence I'm a lot people's because people say you know you're book smart you read you read books you're very <laughs> smart so I I kill two birds one stone I become a lot smarter because I read books on TVs <laughs> and also get to watch a movie so that is why wow. subtitles are very very important wow. uh, from Fativen oh, I think I tell you pronounce it uh, people complaining about Swanee going on vacation when he doesn't have a job I got a job for you Swanee Swanee and friends world tour vacation start a vacation tour is a simpler similar to Kentucky. Take people around the world with you, paying good coin. I know a guy. Let's set it up. Hey, I'm available for an urn. I'll do anything, mate. Still waiting back. Still waiting for McDonald's to hit me back. From Ron, <laughs> if you were juggling a cat, a chainsaw, and a bowling ball, which one would you turn on first? A cat, a chainsaw, <laughs> and a bowling ball. Which one would I turn on? From Chris, what's faster? Turn a bowling ball on. How do you turn a bowling ball on? <laughs> a mouse or a spider? Need to settle argument with a with a mate. A what? A What's mouse faster? or a spider? What's faster? Depend which spider, uh, wouldn't uh, it? A mouse. Clearly, wouldn't it? It would depend on the spider, I'd say. Hmm. Turtle's joined in. He wants to know if that's the Urban Dictionary question. <laughs> from Danny. Uh, oh, good point. Then we'll finish up with this one. Uh, from Danny. You'll tell me joke in the Before tips. Before you joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Danny. Swanee, when are you going to apologise to people you don't give a fuck about? When I'm, I'm going to bother the wall, Jesus. When someone, when some company who pays me a fuckload of money makes me, that is when I'll apologise. Apologise to anyone. I'm pro. I'm pro anyone who's pro me. <laughs> there it is. Um, did you want me to read you my joke? Yeah. How do you stop a dog from humping your leg? How suck its dick? <laughs> what? Can we do the tips? What? I want to do me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 